July 18, 2020, it's the Watt for Pedro Show.
For Pedro Show, happy Saturday. Uh, still quick quarantine mode. So, brother Matt down Love Grotto, Pleasure Point. Although I am not man alone, because the wonders of those Estonian software engineers with their Skype invention. I got Dan and Harden from Speed Dealer. Hello. Where are you calling? From Lubbock? No, we're in Dallas. Dallas. Okay. But maybe the band started in Lubbock. Yeah, yeah. Originally, okay. a long okay. time ago. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. I, re I remember when you guys, I've been around a little bit, and I remember when you guys came out, and I thought it was Lovin'. Because I've played that town a few times. Actually, there's other rock and rollers from there. Uh, Waylon and Buddy Holly. Yeah, that's true, that's right. true. Speed Dealer was not based in Lovin' for very long at all. Okay, yeah, it's a trippy. It's Actually, they got an interstate coming from Amarillo, so it ain't hard to get to. But if you're going across... <clears throat> It kind of is. <laughs> so who wants to go first? Because, oh, I got to have people with music. We heard the inchworm, John Coltrane. And after that, Speed Dealer with all the things that you'll never be. That's right. And those, when I first heard of you guys, you were Ario Speed Dealer. Uh, yeah, we were. Uh, or Speedway. Yeah, no, the, the real band's Ario Speed. I got a funny story about that. Minutemen was playing in, uh, they're from Champaign, Illinois, you know. And we were playing there a pad called Mabel's and like they're, you know, the roadie that doesn't lift shit. He came to the gig, and it was snowing outside, and this motherfucker was sweating. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, it was up there. Uh, yeah. So, but who wants to go first? Because I want to talk about you guys' like, uh, music journeys, how you got on what you do. Uh, doesn't matter to me. Doesn't matter to me. Okay, yeah, okay. Go ahead, man. Go ahead, Harden. Yeah. Okay. We'll go reverse alphabetical. You know, a W guy. I'm into that. <laughs> so, Harden, your your earliest musical recollection, please. Earliest musical recollection? Yeah, memory, brand on your brain, you know. Oh, uh, just like uh, listening to a little AM radio I had and keep it under my pillow and it turned on all night. Okay, where where was this? That was uh, in Kansas City where I was born, Kansas okay. City, Missouri. Right, right, the big one. Uh. What, what about the pad? Was there instruments? Yeah, my mom started me out uh, on drums when I was in, like, third grade. Wow. Uh, she was an advocate to have her children learn a musical instrument, and uh, she, for some reason she thought I was tone deaf, which I'm not, but uh, I guess <laughs> back then I seemed like I was, so she put me on the drums and uh, pretty much forced me to practice every day before I could go out and have fun, which was a chore to me, but eventually it turned around. I turned the tables on her, where she couldn't get me to stop. Yeah, she got you like a whole trap kit and shit. Yeah, it was a small little uh, Ludwig Blue Sparkle, like a just a four-piece trap kit. Yeah. And where'd you practice? A bedroom or garage? Yeah, my bedroom. Okay, and like to records. 
That's how George Hurley learned. Yeah, to records a lot. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and also some lessons. In fact, you know the two re records he learned from was uh, Who, Happy Jack, and uh, Billy Cobham Spectrum. <laughs> Weirdest wow. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, what was the first record you bought yourself? I think the first record I purchased with my own money was News of the World, a uh, Queen record. Oh, Queen. Okay. Yeah. I saw I had, them. I saw them. It was called uh, Sheer Heart Attack when they were touring. Yeah. With Mata Hoople. <laughs> I had records before They're pretty that. good. They're pretty good. They got, uh, uh, they're oh, yeah. more, they're kind of more rock and roll. This was before the Bohemia thing. Uh, okay, third grade, she gets you. Uh, so in school, did you do drums? Did you do the marching band? Did you do choir or shit like that? Uh, I did the... Uh, the school band, which was okay, but it was just one drum, of course. Right. You right. Know? And then uh, when they started marching band, uh, I went for a few days, and it was like practice marching in the sun after school <laughs> in, in Texas, and without an instrument, just practice marching. I'm like, yeah. Man, this isn't this isn't playing. This is military <laughs> bullshit. So uh, I didn't go for the marching band time. You know, I, I enjoy watching them. But, but there uh, is a trip about marching band uh, connected to the trap kit. Uh, almost all oh, rock yeah. and rollers do match grip, but the, the old way was because of that, right? Because of the sideways trip. Yeah. And so, yeah, I enjoy watching marching bands, and I appreciate it. But it just wasn't my. But do, do, do you play? Do you play match grip, or do you do that traditional? Uh, I play match grip. Yeah, yeah. I I first learned traditional, but I started getting. I don't know. I just switched some somewhere along the line. Yeah, the dude in the blasters, Bill Bateman, he does traditional, but he flip. One of them, he he flips the tip over so that it's it got like the you know the handle. The butt end. Yeah, butt end. Sorry about that. It's trippy. Uh, he's a great guy. He's also a carpenter. He makes his own fucking drums. So, oh, wow. so what about the shit? Oh, well, I gotta ask you, what was the first gig you went and saw? First gig I went and saw was, I think it was Kiss. Oh yeah, we saw them a few times before they had an album out, and then I remember the album came out. We said, "Damn, is that slow?" Because <laughs> <laughs> they would open up for anybody, man. Nitty gritty, Dirt Band, Savoy Brown, Bone yeah. Ash. Oh yeah, yeah. This would be when, like early seventies, you know. Yeah, this was like mid seventies. It was quite a fucking spectacle. When, I mean, it was fire and sparks. They had the fire. Acid, blood, and everything. He, he uh, the bass man uh, did the on firehouse. In fact, so. yeah. <laughs> and then Paul Stanley was wearing a little fucking uh, fire hat and shit. One time, his hair caught fire. Uh, Gene Simmons and a uh, dude had to uh, roadie knocked it out with a wet towel. We were on the side <laughs> and we could see it from. Where we, you know, shitty seats in Long Beach Arena. That's it. Yeah. yeah, I hope he got a raise. <laughs> but the sign was different. The sign was only like 40 light bulbs. Because there's Morricano, they are just starting, you know. We only saw yeah. them once with the album. And by this time, they had the lunch pails and the, what is it called, Destroyer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then it was massive. But at first, they were just opening that, you know. But they, they were a little yeah. different. They were a little different. And if you're just learning out, you could play off their records really quick. A lot of Chuck oh, Berry yeah. chords. And, yeah, yeah. So It's pretty yeah. simple rock and roll. So yeah, you yeah. Learn to when you're a young drummer. Actually, it was like uh, New York Dolls with the Halloween makeup instead of girls' makeup. 
<laughs> Pretty much. <Yeah. laughs> and nothing wrong with New York Dog. Johnny Thunders. Jerry Nolan. Great cats. Miss, right. Jerry missed. So what about the shit after school where, you know, the garage band, the basement band? Did you do that with some buddies? Yeah, yeah. I would uh, get together with friends. Uh, a guy named Casey Orr, a friend of mine. Uh, uh We'd get together and various guitarists and just in his mom's garage, we'd uh, just try to learn rock and roll songs, you know. Okay, yeah, I'm curious. So you weren't writing. You were like me and D. Boone. You're learning off records, right? Yeah, at that point, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, what about, did you ever do any gigs with this band? No, no, that, no. That was just uh, kids in a garage. We were barely... 13, probably, 7th grade. Yeah, junior high. So, did you record yourself? No, no, there's no recordings. Yeah, we didn't either. Shit, we didn't know you were supposed to tune with each other. We thought if you played down on the corner, it sounded right, you were in tune. Must have sounded hey, man, like that's fun. not my problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Drummies. Yeah, your, no, your notes last a lot shorter. Yeah, but there there is a thing to tune in drums. On my first opera oh, with Stephen Hodges, uh, me and him went by every tune and tuned him up to the key of the song. You would it makes shit more tight. It is it is a hassle though. Yeah, to, to the tune of the song is uh, way more specific than most people get, but definitely tuning a drum has yeah. to be done. Well, you know I mean, where you know where you can see it real accurate. Well. Okay, there's two things. You don't want to have the fucking woo 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 the rings, right? But the other right. thing, the other thing, like if you ever used electronic with the MIDI shit, it'll do it, you know, with a twist of a knob. And Georgie got into these rolling drums, and uh, it, was, it was a trip that way. But yeah, he told me it was yeah. like playing a fucking tabletop. You know, I want to play a choke. Okay.
all lost a son there. Ten to one Viet Cong American kill ratios and jingoistic songs used to sell a senseless war. Numbers dead, hoarded, without distinguishing civilians from troops. There's an absolute toll only a nebulous god knows. He understands. Trying to stay alive in rice paddies, booby trap bridges. Just ask Uncle Ted, shot in the head, yet survived, but deader than dead, finally home in Toledo. Told me his boots rotted off, fed cigarettes by the carton, slept standing up, if at all. Live coals for eyes. Were of the local life flight, and he becomes the bushes. Invader in the old cul-de-sac, ashamed, leaps to his feet, across the street. Neighbor knowingly nodding.
あなたは
Bye for Pedro Show. Yeah, that was Choke from Speed Dealer. And then Dan McGuire with uh, Real or Imagine. Not Toledo. Wild Rats. Yeah, yesterday was Ron Ashton's birthday. So uh, this comes uh, from sessions we did for this movie. Uh, me, him, and Thirst. Steve Shelley. Don Fleming. It was called Velvet Goldmine. It's a trippy movie. But fuck. First time I got to record with Ron Ashton. <laughs> and mind blowing. So that was called uh, Gas Up. Uh, Robert Reynolds, uh, yeah, I found these records that, that I got in the late 70s. Uh, Robert Reynolds and Thomas Lear, and it had a bit effect on me. You know, these records from England, when the punk movement started, you get these You never see the fucking bands, but there would be some trippy shit on records. So Paralysis from Robert Reynolds, and then Private Plane from Thomas Lear. A few after that, Japan with Tales, Songs, Dance, Maya, City, Tea, and Chocolate. Brand new from Wireline, Seven Birds. Guy by voice. <laughs> Three albums already this fucking year. <laughs> Guy goes to town, man. Bob Pollard. Oh. Yeah, I mean, one of them is a double album. <laughs> you know? Damn. I mean, yeah, I think it, he's up to 110 now or something. Incredible, <laughs> this cat. They, they were here on New Year's and uh, played a 100-song set. I think it was five hours. Oh my god. <laughs> Just the memory. <laughs> okay, uh Deer Hoof and Wada Leo Smith doing breakup songs. And finally, Losing My Shit. Love this song. Speed Dealer. Uh now it's your turn, Dan. Your earliest uh musical recollection, please. Um my earliest is uh my mom and dad. They had a um you know, eight track and a vinyl console that they got on layaway at one of those rent center type places and uh they had a whole bunch of boston um, elton john stuff like that um uh, in the 70s and they had um uh bruce springsteen uh that was for me what changed i guess my uh my whole uh whole, whole music attitude or how i looked at uh music and where was, was my this? earliest recollection where was this uh this was in the 70s no where and, oh, in Dallas. Okay, Dallas. I was born and raised in Dallas, Texas. You know what rhythm section comes out of Dallas is the ZZ Top guys, uh, Dusty Road and uh, right. uh, Frank uh, Beard. Fra Frank Beard. No, Billy's Houston. The other yeah, two Billy's cats. Houston, that's yeah. right. Stevie Ray Vaughan is uh, where, in Oak Cliff, that's where I grew up. Okay, okay. So, And also right next door, Fort Worth was uh, Ornette Coleman, Caravan of Dreams. See, people don't know shit like this and they get inaccurate, cliche stereotype. Um, right. What about your pad? Was there instruments? Yeah, um, I uh, played tuba. <laughs> and, oh wow! Uh, the band. And oh, you mean at I school? Was, uh, I didn't have the right lips for a trumpet. I wanted to play trumpet or saxophone, uh, so I got the tuba because I had the lips for a tuba, and I was the best tuba player just south of uh, the Trinity River. <laughs> You know, I heard like tuba and bone was good for. <laughs> and them. also the only one. But... <laughs> All right, the only but, one. But they were good for marching band because the big mouthpiece, like the trumpet and shit, French horn. I heard was the hardest. The little fucking thing kept bouncing while you're sweating to death in the wool suit. <laughs> right. Everyone got the cool instruments. I got the the tuba. Yeah, no but, one wanted the tuba. Well, was it really the tuba or was it a sousaphone? It's a sousaphone. Yeah, the wraparound, right? <laughs> Yeah. The, uh, oh, no, no, I'm not not the sousaphone. Just a re regular tuba that's okay. sitting in your lap. The, the one they used in the marching band. I went in the marching band. I was just in regular band. 
Oh, okay. So it's like a big baritone horn. Yeah. Right, right. You sit. You you sit. You sit and play. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. But but I was wondering in your pad, like, did it, your parents or did you have uh, siblings that played guitar or the piano or some shit like that? Yeah, everyone played a uh, uh, an instrument in my house. Uh, there were flutes. There were other things. My dad was in a band. He was uh, oh. a keyboardist in a band called the Dallas Highlight. That's great. And, and uh, he did gigs. They were pretty much cover bands. Chicago, we, you know, grew up with a bunch of Chicago and, uh, you know, he, his band, basically they covered a bunch of Chicago and different stuff like that and dance halls and stuff like that. Chicago, you know, they were called CTA at first. Right. Chicago yeah. Transit Authority or some shit. Yeah. Right. Cause they came and they, they almost became like the house band at the whiskey, them and the doors. I was just yeah. a boy, but yeah. it was, it was a while ago. So, how did you get on what you got on? How, what was the move from the tuba? What made that happen? Uh, well, um, you know, the tuba wasn't cool, and I wasn't <laughs> getting any girls with the tuba. So, uh, you know, eventually, uh, the like the first record I bought was, uh, and this is kind of funny, I guess, um, was uh, Shout at the Devil. Oh, a, a friend of mine had it in the neighborhood. He had he had like a pool table. On this garage, and I'd never heard music like that, you know. <laughs> and uh, you know, I just thought it was the greatest thing. And so that was the first vinyl record I actually bought. What What about your and first gig? My first gig that I went and saw was uh, in September of 1985. I went and saw uh, Bruce Springsteen at the Cotton Bowl in oh. Dallas uh, for the first time. First of 26 times that I've seen him live. Whoa! And that was hidden for a long time. I was I wouldn't say that openly because that was supposed <laughs> to be metal and cool and all that stuff. But uh, it, it's been a love relationship for me with Springsteen and uh, going around the country and seeing them in different places. And uh, last time I saw him was in Broadway. That was the uh, last time I got to see him. New York City. Yeah. Uh, what was the first guitar you got? It was a uh, Squire. Uh, of course, I was trying to get the telly. Yeah, uh, yeah. Or the blonde telly. <laughs> Actually, it was an Esquire, huh? Yeah, his was an Esquire. Uh, uh, but kind of a Frankenstein uh, Esquire. Yeah, yeah. But um, he, um, I, I got the Squire, you know, the white Japanese Squire. Sure. I uh, bought it at uh, Eugene's Guitars in uh, Crocker Hill. Uh, and I used to go in there uh, every Friday uh, with my... Uh, my money and put my money down to pay, you know, for the guitar and uh, layaway plan and whatnot. Yeah. And uh, every Friday when I'd go in there, there was this guy, he wore all this flamboyant, um, you know, clothes and all, everyone in, in the whole place was wrapped around this guy. And I'd had to wait till they got done talking to this guy until Eugene would come over there and take my money from me, <laughs> 10 bucks or whatever it was. Yep. And so years passed by after I paid it off. I didn't realize who that was. And um, so anyway, long story short, fast forward, I, I got to uh, meet Eugene years later. I said, man, I know you probably don't remember me, but I bought this guitar for me. Yada, yeah, y'all were talking to this guy. Was that Stevie Ray Vaughan? Yeah, Stevie. You didn't Whoa. know that all that time? And uh, I was like, no, I didn't know that. 
and uh, so you know we, wow. we, we kind of joke we, we kind of joke in Dallas that everyone's got a Stevie Ray Bond story I actually have a Stevie Ray Bond story yeah and you know what he, he did dress up yeah he did but you know he could play learned a little yeah. bit from Jimmy but that's okay yeah, I was never really much of a fan, but uh, everybody you know, learned people. from uh, Jimmy. Yeah, I mean, I was a fan of Jimmy's, of course. Uh, actually, I think Billy, when he before ZZ had moving sidewalks, he got to open up for Jimmy, and they they got to be friends or some shit. I think I've read somewhere. Yeah, I read that too. <clears throat> okay, we're at the end of the first hour, July 18, twenty twenty edition. What Pedro show special guest speed dealer? Hold tight for out two. July 18, 2020, it's the second hour. What from Pedro Show?
Swap for Beagle Show. Start off the second hour with On My Way, Speed Dealer. And Damon Smith with Limitless Autumn. A little solo stand-up bass there. Not tuba, but we'll learn them. Thorne Friends <laughs> after, <laughs> from Austin with Standing Rot. Thorne's a great drummer, man. He played a bunch of years with Swans. Uh, Magnet Hearts, uh, Shalvin Hall here with his new album, Misty Dawn. Chris Burns out of Canada with, is it a rut or is it a groove? Uh, Lewis Cole, what will it be? Shell Shag, they were on the last show with Trigger. Golden from Tokyo with Dead Guitar Strings. The, de <laughs> the demo. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. And then from France, Paper T, Paper Tiger, our, our thing. Uh, Papier T, yeah, it sounds, Watt sounds like an idiot saying that, huh? Uh, I'm someone who dies, and then finally we are diseased from speed dealing. So, Dan Harden, both guys, let me know how the band got together. Please. Well, the band formed in Lubbock. Uh, Dan and I were not in the band when it first formed. Uh, and they put out uh, this Brown record once they moved to Dallas. And then uh, the... the members couldn't really get along uh so the singer and uh jeff who uh, writes all the music and sings uh called me and eric to see if we wanted to uh join up that was back in like 96. so uh and then we did that and we now did you and dan play together in another unit before this no, Dan was in a different band uh, at this time. Uh, I, was in, was, I, I was in a band called the Swingin' Dicks around those days. Oh, uh, I remember those cats. All right. Yeah, so, sweet. So, actually, Harden joins the band uh, band before you. Yeah, he was in Riga Mortis. Okay. Uh, Harden was in Riga Mortis with Casey Orr. Oh, that guy you played with when you were young. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Right. We, we formed Riga Mortis with Mike Scotia. You know, I had to do community service at the morgue here in downtown L.A. And have you ever seen dudes with rigor mortis? I mean, we had to, like, break their arms and legs and tie them with ropes. And also, <laughs> tattoos don't look too good, especially if it's hot weekend. The, the dudes permanently work there eating lunch and shit. Like, I never breathed through my nose once when I did that. It was, <laughs> Jesus. But rigor mortis is a trip. <laughs> I mean, it is. Uh, and stacking people like, you know, you know, firewood and shit. But, but they don't stack good because the arms and the legs are all frozen out. So you got to, yeah, and I had to wash the trays and the rags. It was, yeah, no more. Oh, I, I didn't drink and drive again after that for fucking sure. Oh, shit. But, but anyway, back to you. So, so Harden, you're in the band. And then you guys, what, a dude leaves and Dan's got to come in and take the place? Yeah, uh, after we were, you know, we'd been a band a while. We put out like four records, and we were touring extensively, probably over three hundred shows a year for a few years there. Ooh. Yeah, it was brutal, but it was fun. We went yeah, yeah. all over the place, and and, uh, and then I guess everybody kind of got burned out, so we sort of went on a hiatus and then uh when we decided to reform not really decided to reform but just kind of got back together to play a friend of ours party 
at a bar and uh uh dan stepped in to do some of the singing and then we decided we wanted to continue on again but the guy who was the singer was he had he didn't want to do it anymore so dan took over okay so he quit yeah yeah so you could say dan took over but another way that that guy he's he's over the over the ropes out of the ring Yeah, yeah. Right. I want to play a friend of ours, and he still uh, he still contributes to the writing when we do uh, make records, but uh, he doesn't want to do any kind of live shows or touring or singing a band anymore. He's actually a college professor now, and he's trying to separate those two lives, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, well, the Beach Boys with Brian Wilson was kind of like that, right? Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. So I want to play rheumatism here.
song is about the same thing, I guess. Um, it was written by Van Morrison, but I take a lot of liberty with it. Those lucky strikes do a lot for your guitar playing, but not your voice. <laughs> Slim, slow slider The horse she ride is white as snow Slim, slow slider The horse she ride just as white as snow Street this morning, babe. Saw you on a corner. Market Street and Exchange Street this morning. Change comes across your face like a storm that's brewing. Walking lightly down the street like a child. Oh, staring down at your feet. I caught you this morning with your brand new boy and his Harley Davidson bike. This morning, baby, with your brand new boy and his Harley Davidson bike. Ain't nothing like losing. Ain't nothing like losing what you really, 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 really like. to walk together way down by the factory yards used to walk together
the night watchman was so sleepy. Well, they were busy playing cards. Jackie Diamonds, they so spade. Oh, I dealt you a bad hand. I did not, baby. Jack of Diamonds. It's a spades. I mustard. I'm a 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 mustard. Dealt you a bad hand. Somewhere I looked at myself and I couldn't understand. It was in the cards, baby. Nothing. Oh, but Deborah said to let you go. Looked up in the sky and the moon had said nothing. Oh, but Deborah said to let you go. Yes, she did. Yes, she did. Yes, she did. Never encountered too much. Uh, she didn't know by instinct, baby.
Bob Pedro Show. That's Rheumatism Speed Dealer. And Blue Coop. Blue Coop is a band with two of the Blue Oyster Cult guys, the brothers, Albert and Joe Bouchard, bass and drum. And then the bass man from Alice Cooper, Dennis Dunaway. So Joe Bouchard switched over to the guitar. And uh, they got this, yeah, get, get it, like Blue Oyster Cult and Alice Cooper, so Blue Coop. <laughs> anyway, we saw, now, I can't match you, Dan, with the 26 times, but we saw BOC maybe eight times when we were, yeah. First gig me and D. Boone saw was uh, T-Rex. That was our first wow. concert, it was T-Rex. Yeah, we were 14. That was pretty great, huh? It was good. It was trippy. Uh, uh, it went different than the records. He'd play a couple minutes of the tune, like off the record, and then get on his knees and do about 15 minutes of guitar solo. <laughs> I think he was into Jimmy. <laughs> it was a trip, though, yeah. He's my first rock and roll hero. I had a, they didn't have merchandise, but some bootleg guys a block away would be selling, uh, you know, Xerox, little three foot poster. And I had that's on my bulkhead. And so he's my first rock star again. Uh, Chicos Raros, after that with El Bar from Barcelona. Peter Lochner out of uh, the old Cleveland scene with Slim Slow Slider. New Hard Folk, American Spirit. And finally, Second Sight, Speed Dealer. So, what was it like? I mean, Dan, did you know about Speed Dealer before you joined them? Yeah, I was a huge fan. Oh, okay. Uh, to me, they, you know, I, I saw them back in the day, you know, and my band, we we had a lot of stick, you know, early on in 95, you know. Uh, you know, a lot of, you know, the, you know, like the New York Dolls type stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, Angry Simones, I loved them. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, they, that was the, the thing for me, you know. Did was, you ever get uh, to see them live? Uh, toured with them several okay. times. Was it the, was it the Metal Mike one though? <laughs> yeah, it was Metal Mike. Now nowadays he calls it like one time you had a version that was all girls except him. Now I, I right. think he just calls it Angry Samoan because Greg Turner he's a professor now and he's like man you gotta stop using that name I'm not in the band you know. Well Mike's not in in that one that's just uh, Bill the drummer. And oh the, that's right that's Bill. Yeah. They're they're all real good guys, man. All those. Oh guys yeah, yeah, yeah. Metal Mike is a is a trip. Um, but uh, <laughs> I spent a lot of time with that guy. Uh, he's an accountant at a hospital, right? Uh, yeah, he's retired now. But, okay. Um, I spent a lot of time on the road with him and the guy, the other guys, and man, for years they would uh, Metal Mike. He would send my kids um, uh, gifts every Christmas and on the birthdays. Oh, and, beautiful. I've got all like first pressing unwrapped Metal Mike and Angry Simone's uh, albums. You know, this first, you know, just the original stuff that I've never even opened yet. You yeah, know, you I, know, I have recordings of all of them. There's a real good record, Left Side of My Brain or something. Oh, yeah. Or My Mind. Or, that, that, that's such a good sound, man. I remember us and the Black Flag guys listening to that right when it came out. And man, but you know, they used to be a three guitar band. Like yeah, 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 yeah. They had three guitars. Great. They had some funny ass shit. Like they saved Hitler's cock, and you know, yeah, my old man's a yeah. fat so shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but but he a, also wrote for Cream Magazine and friend of Richard yeah, Meltzer. He, did. Yeah. he was he was the one that uh, they that that dubbed uh, the the or got the credit or maybe he, I'm reading it wrong, but he was one of the first ones that. Uh, use the word heavy metal 
Uh, you can write an article on uh, Black Sabbath, and you refer to it as heavy metal. And that's it's in the sort. It's I mean, in that song. Around, but, no, it's in that song, "Born to Be Wild." Yeah, yeah. I mean, but he was like right. It, it had been around, but what I'm saying is when he was. Uh, that's why he, he's called Metal Mike. Is uh, you know he was he talked uh, he he used that term in in an article describing their album one of their albums and when he wrote for Cream. Yeah, yeah. Because you know, I, 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 you know, you might be totally right, Dan. Because before that, we would call it hard rock. Nobody said metal. They said hard rock, acid rock, yeah. raga rock, hard heavy rock. But I remember hard rock was the most common word when we were teenagers. And then that word metal came. And I know it was in that, because that song is in uh, Easy Rider. Right. Look, we're at the end of the second hour, July 18, 2020, Dishwap, Pedro Shoe, special guest, B-Dealer, hold tight for hour three. July 18, 2020, it's the third hour of the Watt for Pedro Show. <laughs>
Off for Peter's show, start third hour with the bead dealer doing never new. Now there's no K in that new. Right. Always old. (laughs) 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 Get a little algebra. (laughs) Okay. Then Crane with Reminiscent Trash Comedy Jam number eight. Yeah. (laughs) Not to be confused with jam number seven. And uh, David Gerard with Echoes, Tonalities, and finally Speed Dealer, Hit and Run. Hit It and Run. There's a great Funkadelic song off of Maggot Brain called Hit It and Quit. <laughs> so I was thinking of that, you know. Yeah, Hit It and Quit. So, uh, reviving back the band. I mean, yeah. I, well, I, I've been in the experience... <laughs> You know, I replaced the dead guy, right? And you do the old songs. And I did I, 125 months with Stooges, uh, Jay Maskus in the Fog. Right. Uh, I guess I, I replaced him because he plays everything on the record. And uh, Porno for Pyros, our time was a little sick, so I helped him out. So I've done that a few times. Uh, but with you guys, it seems like more like you became the band, right? You're not just some side mouse like me. Uh, that's the band now. Yeah, it, it is the band. Um, what we're doing now, I mean, it's, uh, I tried being Jeff, you know, in the beginning. Yeah. I sound similar to him. Yeah. And, you know, he sat me down and he, like, hey, man, you, you got to be yourself, you know, and, uh, you know, find your own voice in the band. And uh, so, you know, I've been in the band, so I guess it's uh, 2016, and been touring with these guys. and and they're all good guys, you know. Yeah, I, got the, I, I was in Swinging Dicks uh, on tour with the Dictators when I got the call. Uh-huh. And that was running its course. Uh, but it was funny because I, I met Daniel Ray through that way, and Daniel Ray produced his new album. Oh, and, wow. Yeah, and he did a lot of speedular albums, a few of them. So, like Bon Scott and uh, Brian... Uh, right? Johnson. Yeah, yeah, right. He had a. I guess he's back in. He got his hearing back or something. But yeah, I heard that. In, in a way, he had. I think it would. Uh, I get what Jeff means. He had. He didn't want a replacement. The guy had to find. He wanted you to find your own voice. <laughs> literally, right. literally. Right. But that makes some sense, right? Totally. Yeah, it does. It's. Um, it, it does. It. It. Uh, it relieved a lot of pressure off me because. Uh, you know, the band to me was, you know, Jeff and Eric and Harden and the members before, you know, I saw so many shows and I was, you know, such a fan of, of their early stuff and, and coming up, you know, when I, when we would play shows, we, they would put us on the bill opening up. And, uh, so it was big, you know, big shoes to fill for me. But when I was able just to be myself and find my own voice, uh, you know, it, it became a lot easier, you know. Oh, this might be old news, but when did the name change? Uh, Speed Dealer, uh, they, after the cease and desist letter. Oh, the, okay. I thought there was something like that. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was uh, 97 when, I, I believe, when they, they had to drop the REO. And uh, so when uh, Harden and Eric joined, uh, uh, they were Speed Dealers, just Speed Dealer. Yeah. And... Um, but, you, you know, all the way up until here, we still get called that. I mean, we're not calling ourselves that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Uh, we actually got into it with 
some of the past members because they thought we were using the REO name because someone like made a poster up and they wanted us to call a promoter and tell them to take the poster down and all this stuff and it caused all this drama. Yeah, drama. And, and everyone was chiming in on social media. And, but uh, I made peace with the members and did the right thing and uh, or tried to do the right thing and just um, you know. You know, if I see that thing, you know, we're we're not. That's not us. Sure. We're not that band. But they're actually they actually got to do a. Uh, they're going to be on the new Tony Hawk, uh, uh, re-released, uh, revised or whatever uh, Tony Hawk game, because uh, they were on the original one. Yeah. So uh, Mike and Rodney are are going to get that deal, you know, and Jeff uh, from the Brown record. Okay. Okay. You know. I'd, I'd, I'd do this with, uh, hey, why are you playing with Iggy Pop? No, man, that's Stooges. I think it's important in a way because a band is, it's got a, a thing, you know, it's a, a life. So maybe not such a little trivial thing. I, I want to play Cream number one here. I love this tune.
Judy said I think we're a little stuck I don't know what's wrong with us But I'm so bored And I can't say I blame her Cause we do the same things every day Judy said These subways are all fucked up Why do we put up with it? Then we all showed up And we just barely made it And the same thing happens
Watch for Pedro Show Last Music to this edition. Cream number one from Speed Dealer. Then Bay Stations from James Rocket. Uh, Heaven Channel Season LP7. <laughs> season one LP7. Galaxy. This, these cats live in the desert here in Joshua Tree. And during this quick uh, quarantino, eight albums. <laughs> eight albums. <laughs> so anybody there saying they're bored or shit, just call up the Galaxy people. Okay, they'll jam your fucking brains out. And finally, a Blue Days, Black Nights, Speed Dealer. What, what, what's the next plans? Next plans? Yeah. Well, we had a bunch of touring scheduled for this year. Uh, postpone. Postpone, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, postpone. So we'll probably uh, pick up on a lot of that, hopefully, if things let up uh, towards the beginning of next year. We had some Fu Manchu tours planned in the U.S. and Europe. Oh, wow. Opening for them. Yeah, the 20th uh, anniversary, or I'm sorry, uh, 30th anniversary of uh, Fu Manchu. Uh, we were kicking that off uh, last this year, we were supposed to. Yeah, yeah. And it got pushed, get Push to March of 2021. So everything's on hold right now because of postpone mode, which makes right. sense. You know, you don't want to fucking get killed and shit. But oh, do you guys see what we got to get going over the Internet is a way to be able to play live. Because, <laughs> you know, there's nothing like trading files, but, man, it ain't really playing with the dude. You, you're playing. Actually, it's kind of a, it's safer because you can always, like, stop it and go back. <laughs> but there's something about playing something with somebody in real time. Oh, yeah. There's just too much latency, you know. There's too much uh, a delay. You get this stuff together more, and maybe it, that'll be a way around. And then, you know, and then just work on stopping the spread and getting this thing down. But uh, I'm wondering, uh, what about composing, writing? Because that you could still do that shit. Um, yeah, me and, uh, me and Harden are uh, neighbors. We live, like, a couple blocks from each other, and he, he's got a... You know, he built the jam room, Great. Uh, you know, for us, it's soundproof and everything. And we have the opportunity now to do that. But uh, Harden recovering from a neck surgery. Ooh, neck surgery. Ooh. Yeah, right when this COVID shit started, I fell down and broke my fucking neck. Oh, fuck. Like I had a... What, like a stairs? Fucking... Like stairs? Well, no, nah, I just fell on my back porch, like fell backwards, and my head hit the side of the house. And I thought I just cut my head, but I went to the doctor and they took an X-ray and said, "Strap me to a gurney." Said, "Man, don't move. You gotta have emergency surgery right oh, now." Oh shit! You fucked your neck up. Uh oh. Uh oh. Well, man. But I just got the all good yesterday. Okay. Man, yeah, I, I was gonna say all the well wishes in the world, man, that Watt can give you for that shit. What What about advice, young people? Getting into this racket, what would you tell them, both you guys? 25 is a cutoff. <laughs> if you ain't going to make it at 25, you're not going to make it. <laughs> what about you, Harden? Oh, man. Stick with it. Who cares if you make it? Have fun <laughs> playing. Find some guys to jam with and uh, record if you want to or don't. Just have fun and expand your mind and your ability and. Let the freak flag fly. Fucking A. <laughs> okay. That's how, that's how I feel. It's, I say, you know, our age, now yeah. I can enjoy it more, you know. It's, it's like uh, playing with these guys. You know, when you get to 50, you know, it's like, it's it's uh, you're, it's a gift, you know, if you get to still tour and play, you know. Sure. Uh, Absolutely. And then whenever you play, you're getting ready to play for the next time. 
Right. Big right. honor. It's a big honor to have you both on the show. Thank you so much for taking time to talk with me. And uh, hey, thanks for having. I me, love Mike. the I love the music, man. Thank you for flowing it, man. And I can't wait to hear the next. And then yeah, when playing comes back. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate it, man. Okay, right, right back. People, it's been July 18, 2020, Dishwap Pedro Show. Keep your powder dry.